I think we're just gonna jump right into it. Okay. Well, welcome to the Keep It Casual podcast, where we don't take anything too serious. Nope, take that back. That's not how it is. Take two. Welcome to the Keeping It Casual podcast, where we don't take ourselves too seriously because we are not the experts on anything, but we are going to talk about everything. Everything. You just came off the dome with that. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. That's why you're here. That's why we need you. Today. Oh, wait. No, I'm Jasmine. I'm Angelisa, a.k.a. AJ. Such a wonderful nickname. It's easy. Angelisa, Janae, AJ, boom. Makes so much sense. It does. Do not call me Jazz if you don't know me. Wow. My name's Jasmine. She meant that from the bottom of her heart. (laughs) Welcome to our pilot episode. Yes. What are we talking about today? We are talking about... Malcolm and Murray. (sighs) Yes. If you guys have not heard, it is the newest Sam Levinson movie that was released on Netflix last weekend. Starring Zendaya and... I don't know his name. John David Washington. Oh, his, I was going to say his son. That's not right. I know. He got his own job. I know, I know. But he sounds just like him. But he has his own job. But he sounds just like him. People do that to me. They're like, oh, that's such and such daughter. I'm like, yeah. That happened to me too, remember? This is true. But he got his own job. Well, let me give him his credits. What is it again? John David Washington. John David Washington. Who is also just as fine as his daddy is. And sounds just as good. Yeah. And he sounds really... I tried to ignore it in the movie. Nah, he has some it moments. It was there. It was there. It was there. It was there. Especially just, when that bathtub scene, girl. I that was like... bathtub scene. I was like, I almost really? cried for her. I didn't cry for her. She's fine. We're going to mm, get into it, though. We are. Because she's are. fine. Is she, though? She's a survivor. Is she is she? resilient. She was a whole drug addict. Okay, she is resilient. Okay, I'll give her that because... Okay, we, should, we might as well just get into it. Okay, so let's let's overall, it. overall, how was that relationship for you? Toxic was the as movie? hell. Oh, the relationship was toxic as hell. Okay. Okay, the movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched it twice. Yes, The first too. time I watched it, I felt uncomfortable the whole time. <clears throat> There's definitely some triggering moments. It is. It is. Um, and it's so funny because like I was reading online and I was in these rooms on Clubhouse and everyone's talking about like, why does every black love story have to be portrayed as dysfunctional or toxic? Like for me, that is not a love story. No. I feel like, like where was the love? Somebody point to it. That that's the love though. That's gross. It's terrible. Like, I, it made me think about, because it's in black and white. So the first thing I thought about when I saw it, and the credits come first. So I automatically thought about, like, an old 1955. Movie. Yes. Gone with the Wind. No, see, Raisin in the Sun. Raisin in the Sun. That's what it reminded me of. But just, like, a different version, because in that movie, the woman was not strong as all. At all. Like, that was, that was terrible. Well. It was terrible. It was. But, again, it was toxic. You're it right. was toxic. Like I didn't watch that film. Like, oh my god, this was a tragic black love story. I just thought, no, it was a movie about two people arguing all night. Like when I look back on it, it's like, oh, what did I get out of this movie? I was uncomfortable. That's what I got. Like I, I got bad memories. Right. This is what I got. I like, got oh, rem- other people do this too. And right. Like, like I got. Oh. I got reminders of what my life used to be. Right. <sighs> I would say the same thing when I first saw it. I was up and down because I didn't know who I was going to root for. Mm. So it started off and like, oh, he did what, girl? She did what? See? What? And then I realized it was a long argument for See, hell alone. For, no, the entire movie. But what? I know she had. Is it me? Is it me? Okay. Or but like as soon as we started, I was like, she had attitude. Like as soon as they came through the door, that like was obvious. her, like her body language, like he was singing, she wasn't saying nothing. That was obvious. She goes straight to the bathroom, right. takes a pee, goes in the kitchen, right, and starts making Slamming him. Yeah, look. started making him something to eat. Mm. Like she's quiet, and then he's just all. About he turns him. on the music. Okay, here's how I know she was annoyed. Actually, let me let me Go. take it back. Here's Get how I know it. she was annoyed from the gate. They walk in the house. He's singing. She don't say a word. She go in the bathroom. She trying to get, you know, pee or whatever. And he's out in the living room area or wherever making himself obviously more drinks because right. he's already drunk. Mm. And he turns up the music hella loud. And he's trying to talk to her 
over the music while she's like on the other side of the house in the back room and she's like what, what? i can't hear you what and he's like you look beautiful tonight like shut first of all if you weren't saying that to me the entire night in my ear you can kiss my grid. But sir, why are you yelling at me from the other side of the house over loud ass music? Again, obviously in the movie, he's going to have a pattern of yelling at people from across the house. But Mm. she was already annoyed because she she was was just like, can you turn the music down or wait till I come in there? Right. And the thing is, like, you making me think about, like, the number one thing that irritated me when I watched it the second time. If she's a survivor and she survived drugs, why are you drinking that much in front of me and I can't drink or so do nothing? So me and you. Like, why? So wait, I'm like, how is he coming at her Just trash. about her addiction multiple times? Trash. And you're hella drunk and you're continuing to drink. Going crazy. Throughout the whole right. movie. Now, granted, I get it from the standpoint where like... There are relationships, whether that be friendships or family or, you know, significant others, whatever the case may be. If somebody has past addiction issues, they don't, like, expect you to not partake, right? Because he kind of alludes to, like, what kind of drug she was doing and alcohol was not mentioned. But, Mm -hmm. like, a vice is a vice, right? Right. Um, But I do definitely understand to the point where it's like... If I'm an ex-addict, like, why are you getting, like, just really, really drunk? Like, I understand it's a celebratory night and all that stuff, but, like, the act of us having an argument all night while you're intoxicated. Insane. It's insane. He literally mentions, like, at the party, she has her little cranberry and soda. Right. Like, you know that I cannot partake, but you're so much into yourself. And I mean, you are, like, pouring it. Pouring it. What are you doing? Mm, he don't care. He don't care. What else irritated you? So. <laughs> I'm ready. Give it to me. So. Wait, okay. So I was. Like I said. I was in this room on Clubhouse. And there's this whole discussion. About the blackness of the film. Mm. Right. Now I am not a film critic. I am not an expert in film. Or anything like that. But the idea. Um. Or the question around the blackness of the film was specifically pertaining to her making him craft macaroni and cheese. It was like a black woman would never. I wish you could see my face. Listen, mm. it was like a black woman would never. Like, I mean, she's by, you know, Zendaya obviously is a biracial person that walks the earth, but she has never, like, steered away from her blackness at the same time. Right. But I was just wondering, like, when did if you eat Kraft macaroni and cheese determine your blackness? Like, I'm just so confused. And not only that, but, like, they clearly mention it's, like, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. When am I supposed There's to no bake way. him some macaroni and cheese? Start, Please. like, cracking eggs, shredding cheese. Like, am I supposed to, like, am I? Tell and me. let's be clear. Let's Come on. Let's be clear. We're not going to sit up here and act like none of us have come home from the club or wherever Even out late. Me come home drunk and are above eating some top ramen and it's tasty and it's delicious Mine is really good okay and i'm sorry like how is that i have a question i have a question better question if zendaya was a woman of asian descent in that film and she came home and made her man some ramen noodles would that have made her less asian because she didn't make like the ramen noodles from scratch no no would it have i don't know <laughs> but I, I digress no but i digress but honestly like we have all come home drunk one two o'clock in the morning Absolutely. and made like some cheap or whatever food um made a hot dog stop that jack in the box i don't think the craft macaroni and cheese is related to the blackness of this character and let's be clear he seemed very excited about it it's good actually no it have is you not some? I, let me tell you it's tasty. delicious mm-hmm. but let's be clear he was excited about that macaroni and cheese. Seconds. He got seconds. No, he didn't get seconds, but before she cooked it, like, he walked into the cabinet, getting the box, like, is it almost ready? Like, he, he clearly... <laughs> he definitely was. He clearly has an affinity for Kraft macaroni and cheese. She so she salt, made him... salted butter. Hold on. And she salted the water. She did. I saw that. She hit her little... <laughs> she, she hit it with a I little... Said, okay. Razzle-dazzle. Mm-hmm. And... Clearly, he likes Kraft macaroni and cheese. Maybe it's like 
a thing for him. Like, just like, I don't necessarily like um, Nissan Top Ramen News. I like Sapporo Ichiban. I don't know. Like, mm, that is that is good, though. It is good. It is. But I guess my point is, like, who are we to judge this, these people's blackness because they ate some macaroni and cheese out of a box? Was she supposed to fry him some chicken? Like, that's, I would have felt. And potato salad, you know? I would have felt some Again, way. one, two o'clock in the morning, drunk people. You ain't frying no chicken. No, you're ordering your tacos from Jack in the Box. Period. And the egg rolls. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> but then let's be clear like he takes that bowl okay mm-hmm. and he prepares himself to eat it he like does. he's about to eat some crab or something he okay does. he comes up out his jacket now he could have just tucked the tie in the sh- shirt but like he swings it around his neck he starts undoing his shirt he's cuffs ready. and rolling them up and then he starts to eat it in a very thank you <laughs> so but here's also no. like what I have to say about that like Macaroni and cheese, I feel like all of us eat it, and we still love it to this day because it's reminiscent of our childhood. Absolutely. It is something we ate growing up. It is something parents feed to their kids to this day because mm-hmm. it's easy, and it's good, and they'll eat it. So, like, we're keeping it a bug. She made a child's meal for a child who mm-hmm. ate it like a child. Because that, that's a whole man-child that I watched Damn. for, like, one hour and 46 minutes. That hit me. That hit me. Like, he ate it like a child. She, you just just stabbing shots at it, fired, stabbing at it, all of that, and then got up and got more sound effects, hollering, talking while you're eating. Hold on, let's talk about that. That's nasty. Let's talk about that mm-hmm. because oh my gosh. I'm ready. He's eating this macaroni and cheese that she has so graciously prepared mm. for him. Sitting there eating it like a child who has no manners, no cooth about themselves, nothing, while yelling at her. From across the house. Mm-hmm. Now, she uses very elaborate ways of saying she this. Does. Like, are you really abusing me from across the house while you're eating the macaroni and cheese that I made you? But let's keep it a buck. Essentially, he's yelling from across the house telling her she's crazy. That she's insane. She's tripping. Whatever. And then she comes back and she's like, the fact that you're able to compartmentalize to this degree. Mm-hmm. To where you can actually verbally abuse me while eating the macaroni and cheese that, that I made you. Yeah. I just think it's very funny that he was called. He's the one calling her crazy when he's literally acting like a serial killer. Literally, and I I don't. So the thing that kind of stuck with me in that scene, and why I was a little bothered because to your point about being a man child, as soon as they got home, she sprung into action. She didn't even eat. She just can take like I'm gonna take care of my man. Ooh. Like she just she just started moving. Like for real. And why do we do that to somebody that don't even... take her party dress off. He knew. She knew that she was, like, going to be abused by him. Like, he wasn't going to fully appreciate her or anything. Like, she knew he was just going to be on this... He was going to be on his little rant. He was going to be on his high horse. She said, let me just make this man... And she didn't even, like, slam nothing. She still seasoned it very well. She did. She said, let me make this good. Mm, I feel some type of way about that. And well, and in the conversation, she said something where I was just like... Girl, don't don't take me back to those memories. When she was like, I feel like when somebody knows you're there Ooh. for them. I'm about to fall out. <laughs> I'm on the ground now. I'm gone. And that they love you, then you actually don't think of them anymore at all. That's literally what just happened in this from the beginning scene. That's literally what happened in everybody's life. That's a woman, I believe. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say everyone, because I don't want to talk to I'll talk to about myself. That is that that it is a thing. Yeah, no, that's real. That is that a thing. Now. Shut up. I mean, it does. But that's a I thing. That's that is. It is. That is a thing. I remember being in relationships with guys, right? Mm-hmm. And we get to that point where, like, somebody cares, or like mm-hmm. somebody loves the other person, mm-hmm. and they literally just be like, act. They would act a, a fool, complete fool. Like, are you trying to test me or are you trying to get left? Which one are you doing? And then as soon as it's like they, you say something or do something, I thought you loved me. Well, well, maybe I should have kept it to myself. You're giving me um, Lauren Hill vibes when she talks about unconditional love because it's not a thing. There are conditions. There are definitely conditions to this love. Even right with here. family members. Period. There are conditions. I don't know you anymore. Act up if you want to. If you want. Mm-mm, but mm-mm. no, when she said that to him and then he's like, he does. So what? So what? 
it's all this about because you gonna leave me now like uh, like, i hate that line like i hate that line like where where in that that's what you and i feel like that was a theme with him like she would say something and it's like that's what you got from that right but that's what they all that's no, we're not gonna say all. We're not I'm, gonna. Oh uh, well, I mean, some, a lot of them, the majority, without it being a hasty <laughs> generalization, a lot of y'all, them. Like that's mm-hmm. what that's what you got out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Just like is that she's gonna leave you, and not like I'm just telling you, like maybe think of me. Right. He hears what he wants to hear, even when she said he was mediocre. There was so many other things that she said. Yes, that's all he grabbed from that because he's a narcissist. And it was a critique about, it was a critique of him. Of him. And and his work. And he couldn't take that. Oh, no. No, no. That was too much for me. That was too much for me. There were some things that I liked about the movie. Her that makeup? Was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was Her trying. Makeup. I had to. I had no, to and I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to be that shallow about it. What I did the like. Outfits, they were cute. They, look, they both look gorgeous in the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, in in black and white, might I add, like mm-hmm. they looked stunning. Um, no, what I do want to say that I did like about the film is again, like at some at, in some way, I think every person who watches it can relate to having an argument Absolutely. like that in their life with a significant Absolutely. other. Um, what really stood out for me is like having these arguments, and then essentially at the end of it, is anything really resolved, or y'all just gonna do this all over again in right. three weeks? Right, right. right. Um, having these kind of arguments and it's like, well, neither one of us leaving. And so just like, it let's is, just go is. to bed. Let's just get it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that part of it made me sad because I've been there before mm. where it's like, well, if this is how we feel, yeah, then why are, why are we doing this? And I can't place the blame on just one of these characters because they are both engaging in this. But does their love overshadow it? Because there was definitely a level of respect happening because they weren't talking over each other. Each no. person let them get like get it out. Get mm-hmm. it out. Like whatever you got to say. Now my turn. Yeah. It was healthy in that aspect. But I don't know. But I don't know how healthy it is to like throw somebody's personal Mm, struggles like that yeah in their face like that like and you're bringing this up because i have genuine critiques about how you see me in this relationship yeah and how you view as she said my contributions to this relationship right 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 right. and the first place you go to is that i used to be an addict and when you found me basically i was a nothing and you built me up to where like that's the place you go to it was trash it was definitely that's the place you go to but apparently because you're a narcissist and you want to make it clear that in your head you think you saved me that's crazy to me it was also crazy to me that he didn't know or see her true talent up until that moment you know how long it takes to make a whole production film like that's the first time you saw that she was actually talented i feel some type of way hold on time out Outside of that, can we just have a moment for Zendaya as an actress? Was she not? I I was like, oh my god, this is not the. Is this the girl from Disney? She was gonna stab him the first time. Because let me tell you, I watched Euphoria, thoroughly impressed. Mm. She deserved the Emmy, absolutely. But something about this movie, about her being very grown up Mm -hmm. in it, I'm like, I didn't see a trace of Disney anything. Like, oh, this is. She's an adult, a talented adult. I loved her. Love it. But, right. Okay. So, but when she does, like, talk about a mind fuck, right? Right? (laughs) And the thing is, you could tell, like, she she walked away and she thought about it. Like, she opened a medicine cabinet and she was like, "Mm." This is a moment. Go outside. She had a cigarette. She was like, I got you. But you mean to tell me you've been living next to that? For that long, and you didn't even have your eyes open to see. I mean, that but that hasn't right the whole theme you? of this argument been like you it don't has. pay attention? This is true. You don't pay attention. This is true. And then he, he, she says something like, "I didn't audition because you didn't want me to." And he's like, "Now I didn't want you to. No, you need to do the work. And when people work hard, they get results." And da 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 da. And I just felt it was hella crazy that you're up here talking about. A girl who used to be an addict five years ago when she was only barely 20 years old talking about she doesn't know what hard work is. Like, I've never been an addict, but I would like to think it's not super easy to just not be one anymore. Right, right. Especially at the age of 20. Especially when somebody's drinking in front of you 24-7. Like, your partner doesn't even care. Including somebody who we talk... Okay, so here's a... Let's let's get to this real quick. Mm -hmm. 
He's going on this rant like, oh, well, you need to work hard. You need to want it. Like, I was doing this, this, and that before I, you know, made it this far and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But if I'm looking at the way you guys communicate, in what sense would she have felt confident enough or secure enough to go into that audition and to actually do it without, at the end of the day, you finding some way to make her feel less than? Because that would have happened. That would have happened. Because... Because that, that wasn't his first time getting at her. Like no. That. In every argument that y'all had that night, your place was to try to make her feel less than. Hard. Like he was going for the jugular. When in my opinion, she wasn't trying to make him feel less than. She's just pointing out where you can do better. He was. I mean, she was. She definitely was. And then any time like, you got on your high horse and was like, I'm the, she's like, boo. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You did a movie about my life. So stop trying to blame me. Okay. So. Like, no, my cousin. Okay. Let's stop. No, he's like, it's a whole, uh, what did he say? I don't know. Something. Something. Something dumb. He said something crazy. And he her. was like, I don't know, my cousin Rick. I don't right. know. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's where it got funny for me. So they have that argument. He's like, it's about a whole bunch of different people. Right. And her like being like, you can obviously tell this is a, a very smart person. Right. Right. She goes, who? Um, he's like a bunch of different people. My mom, um, my cousin Ray, Ray. Right. J-Rock. I don't know. Right. So <laughs> this is where it got funny, though. Like, did you notice that every time an argument ended or where she said what she had to say, he would have to go and think. I did. I, the and then return. Time, the second time I watched it, I said, he had to go collect himself. It's literally, look, he had to go to collect himself. So it they have like, that argument, right? And he's like, my cousin Rick or whatever, right? And I believe after that, she goes to get in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And that's when they have the bathtub scene. Well, he goes outside first and he's like punching the air, yeah. right? Me, me, Acting me, me, like he's Cuba Gooden Jr. And poisoning the Punching the air and stuff. And then he comes in the bathroom and he does this whole thing where it's like it's about Kiki, it's about Toya, it's about Tasha, it's just about Sarah, it's about Amber. Just, just say it, David. All these women or whatever that it could potentially—it's what I said to the doctor when my dad was in the ICU, and I'm like, "But you had to take like 20 minutes to come up with that." And then I think it's all movie, of that. You admit you lied. Like it was literally about me. Like I don't. Understand. How about he admitted it before that because she asked him. True. She said. Would the movie have been a good if we were not together? And he goes, no. <laughs> Sir, stop, stop, stop trying to win an argument. You already admitted that you lost. Please. But here's my thing. I'm ready. Here's my thing. He's like, it's about a bunch of different people. And he comes in the bathroom. And he's, first of all, he starts talking to her like he's, like she's some dude. He getting ready to fight. Like, you're a lightweight, a level one boss. I will snap you like a twig. Like, does that make you feel good? Like, you want to fight me? <laughs> you want to fight me? Why do you want to fight me? Why do you want to fight me? I heard your feelings that much. You want to fight me? Let me tell you. And then he starts naming all these women. And one of the things that stuck out to me about all these experiences in naming was, I've said a lot of Marriott's. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of a Marriott having a heart-shaped tub. Ever. That's, nasty. That's how I knew he was lying. That's nasty. Marriott, if you can point to the location that has heart-shaped tubs, please let us know. Because <laughs> in my experience, Marriott's are definitely for business travelers. Not like... <laughs> he said a nasty. heart-shaped tub like it was the mosey Wozy. Okay? Like it was... <laughs> no way. <laughs> a heart-shaped tub. Talking about a dancer. Or if that's what you really want to call her. Like, please. Sir... You don't even know, Kiki. This is somebody else's story. But How then, do I not know but talking about he's naming stories. all these women like, oh, um, you know, so and so who had a, had real problems, and her sister called me and told me she took a bottle of Tylenol Please. and died, and that's who I should really be thinking. Or my first love, who, although she never cheated on me, and now she DMs me, um, she's married with a kid, said so like I should have a kid with you. I'm like. Why are you saying that she's doing something that men actually do? Like, that's what men do. That's exactly Men slide in DMs when they have a baby, with their have a baby, and hitting an ex like, this could have been you. We were supposed to have a baby. Like, I I, point to the woman who did it. Point to the woman who did that. You did that, sir. You went in her DMs and was like. She did that. She trash. She's trash. Like, that's not even a threat. But you're, you're getting to my point, though. Like, all you did was name. 
a bunch of women who are clearly Brooklyn or have struggles. So in my opinion, you have a type, sir. The fixer up the you want to look a certain way. way. You want to look powerful. The you want to be out here caping. That's a period. That's a word. I didn't even peep that. So, like, you want to be out here caping. Right. You want to be like, oh, look, I helped her out of the depths of despair or whatever. Like, so you have a history. She's loved in a very dysfunctional way, in a very toxic way. She is. But, no, he's definitely not, like, an appreciative or grateful human being. I probably in general. But then she starts talking about his background and how he was from the suburbs. She didn't say suburbs. I mean, in my mind, you a sucker. Like, that's all I heard. She had me weak. She was like, you got these rich white people out here thinking that you know how to scrap. You a sucker. Let me tell you. But, no, let me tell you. Don't nothing hurt a man mm. then when you question like his street credibility or his toughness when i'm you telling call you all that into question which is why i really, really like when women will call like a dude like a bitch they get so enraged oh yeah right they want to fight because they want to fight right because now <laughs> let me tell you what she but listen so when she said that i was like wait a minute mm-hmm. so you are a person from that comes from some type of affluent or may possibly privileged background, not as an instant white privilege, but like just privilege. Right. Backgrounds. And you're sitting here mm-hmm. literally tearing down somebody yeah. who's clearly had a life way harder than yours. Like, what do you know about it? The other side of the tracks. So you have the audacity to tell me that I need to fight harder. I need to work hard to get anywhere in life. Acting like I didn't just. When you're, hold on, and I'm sorry, did she say his mom was a therapist? She did. So why don't you go to therapy, sir? You need it. Because this ain't Like, no, no one session. has encouraged you to go to therapy? Mm. Because outside of how you speak to her and how y'all in- communicate in this relationship, again, like you illustrating your history of going for women who have these struggles right. or these checkered backgrounds or right. however you want to put it, like demons, whatever mm-hmm. they have. Like, what is it about you that where you feel like you always have to be the savior or you have to always be put on a pedestal or look better than the person next to you? I think because in those types of relationships, you don't really dig that much into their background. It's like big me, little you. It's just like you're better than me because you have all. mm, And mm. you don't want nobody to really know your life. Hold on. I'm ready. To his point or her point where she was like, And at what point was I supposed to carve out a life on my own because you're all-consuming? Like she said, like, you're not a jealous man, but you're the neediest man. Because you're a child. Because you're a child. You're still... With your box magazine. (laughs) (laughs) You're a baby. (laughs) So, like, so to your point, right, like, oh, it's all about me, Mm -hmm. big me, little you. Mm -hmm. So, okay, again... When you're like, you're just doing this to justify your existence. Mm. Does she need to justify her existence? She doesn't. Be- you liked it enough to make a whole movie out of Not it. Not even that. The second you think she's gone somewhere, you out here running around the whole house screaming, Marie, 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 Marie. Where were you? Where were you? The girl, let me tell you. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. She went into the backyard or the woods or whatever it was. And, took a, and she said she was taking a pee. I'm not going to say she wasn't, but what I do know is he went right to that tree to where she was at and she hid. Because she wanted to expose him. Because she wanted to expose him for the sucker that he is. And to the point where it's like, I don't need you. Then why are you out here looking for me? You need me. Anytime your eyes can't be on me. Right. You need me. And it's not even control because I can do this. You need me more than I need you. Literally, you woke up the next day and it was the same thing all over again. You running through the house, Marie, 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 Marie. That's because you need her. Mm. Like you can, and he, but he wanted to say because you can't possibly fathom that someone can just love you. I just love you. I don't need you. That's a lie. That's a lie. And that was very manipulative. And like, if you didn't need her, then like, why is your movie about her? The whole thing. Like, she told him, like, where's your new idea then? She's like, they're comparing you to Spike Lee and John Singleton. She's like, the difference between you and them, though, they had an original idea. 
She's like, what are you going to write about yourself? Because none of my own hair Because none of my own hair You're dry. You're dry. Mm. But I did think it's something to say when she said, like, now I don't even have the space to tell my story because you and this right. actress have done right. it for me. Right. Which is terrible. Because but for you so to do that, that and the, but but for you him to but for him to do that right and the way she's obviously viewing this is that you took my opportunity to tell my story whether that maybe I never wanted to tell it mm-hmm. or I write a, whatever she was gonna do with her story it was her story to tell in the way she saw fit the fact that he, that's how she's feeling and your reaction to that is to do everything you can to make her to make it known like well this wasn't about you at all yeah. Okay, so now I'm ready to play devil. Like, advocate. why can't you just validate her feelings? He doesn't want to. Because here's the thing. If we want to, we was on him for a while. Like, what about her? You went through the whole movie and didn't say nothing. No. Like, now all your feelings are coming so out? So, listen, I did think about that. And then, but I, I, was, I tried to put myself in her shoes. Like, if I'm at a movie premiere with my significant other and this is, like, his first big movie premiere or maybe second, I don't know, because they alluded to, like, he had a mm-hmm. bad review for it, but, like, Obviously, it's a night for him. Like, yeah. It's an event. I'm not about to sit up here during it and during the event and be like, I'm so mad that you didn't thank True. me. True. Right? I'm going to go along to get along yeah. until we're in appropriate space to have a discussion. Absolutely. Right? I'm going to And be clear, from the gate, she told him, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. Because it's going to be a whole night thing. Can we just, can I just ask a question? Because I feel like this happens all the time in life. Like, when somebody tells you they don't want to talk... Why can't people just accept that? They don't want to. Uh, y'all just want to cross boundaries you all the time. You want to these hands. Habitual boundary crossers. I don't right. understand it. But to your point, there there wasn't there did come a time in the film where I was like, all right, Marie, like, what's up? What's good, girl? And I'm gonna tell you when it was. What's that? The first time was when she goes on that rant, not a rant, um, but she's talking like about the potential of his future success right mm-hmm. like he'll do a lego movie he'll end up with the girl from the la times and right she's like you know she'll come out with her spf 50 brigade like that was that actually was like hell funny to me. yes but when she's doing this this scenario right um this hypothetical situation of what his future would turn into she wasn't in it that's true right because she said you'll end up with the girls from, from the la times or whatever her insecurity was definitely there and so it was in that moment where I was like, so she's, she's scared about where she'll fit in should he become hyper successful. Like she'll, hmm. she's insecure about, not that she doesn't feel that she brings value to their relationship. Right. But does he see her value? He obviously doesn't. And that's, and so for me in that scene, I was like, Baby insecure about where she will stand in the future. She's trying to, you know, solidify her her space in this, her place in this, right? So let me not say anything until the night of your actual event well, because now I'm pissed. Well, he should have thanked her. Like, let's just be clear. She, he definitely should have. She has a right to, like, be upset about he that. He definitely should have. But I think with that, like, but she did it under the guise of being funny. Mm. Which I think we all do sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like, we'll say things jokingly, but, like, not really. You were... In your mind, you were tit for tat a little bit. Right, like serious, but not serious, yes. right? Yeah, which I feel some type of way about. That's toxic. And then the second time where I was like, and it was it was funny because I was like, I did that before. Mm, I, like, I did that before. So like, they're seemingly cool, right? Mm. And he's like, stay like this. Keep happy thoughts. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Keep happy thoughts. And as soon as he got up, I seen it. Because she did, she like, no. It, like, if you paid attention, like, her hands. <laughs> she started, <laughs> like, like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she got this single tear mm-hmm. rolled down her face. And I was like, Ooh. bro, I've been there. I've been there. Where it's like, I remember being there, like, in the act of it. Like, started crying. Like, cause I, I, hate, I hate your guts. Yes. But, like, I'm doing this, though. So that was the issue that I kind of had because she didn't even have enough respect for herself. Like these emotions and these feelings, and granted, I have definitely been there a couple times, but these emotions and these feelings that you're having, you're just suppressing them to be in this relationship with this guy for what? No, I think she's suppressing him because he's clearly a psycho. 
You so like she's yes, I no not like he's gonna kill her, but like she's expressing this so so she's not doing this back and forth with him all the time. Mm, that's toxic. Well, correct. As hell. Yes. Like, girl. Bye. Goodbye. Mm, I would just no. I guess I'll see you next lifetime. Mm-hmm. Or never. Never again. So he goes to his bathroom and she comes back and then that's when they like really get into it, right? She's like, why didn't you cast? That's when they get in the whole mm-hmm. time. She's like, why didn't you cast mm-hmm. me? Or whatever the case may be. But um, she had some moments where I was for sure like, you're playing with this man. Like you were playing with him. Because then like the jealousies comment, was it that? Was it that? I don't know. I felt some type of way about that. Because then there was a part where she was like, oh, no, you wouldn't let me be in the movie because you wouldn't be able to swing your... And she does a little oh, bit, so like, you wouldn't be able to swing yeah. your balls around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever the case may be. She's like, because then it would be about me because people would know that this is my story. hmm Right? And... But he does say, he's like, so that's what this is about because you're jealous because I didn't cast you and I cast this other girl, so you're right, jealous. Right, right. And she's like, what I'm feeling is so much deeper than jealousy, like the chaos that's inside of me. She likes the drama though because that comment that she made about About her being a masochist a little bit that and then also um when she said what was like the do like if if i was on somebody you wouldn't even care you wouldn't even, no he wouldn't even think it was that sexual. was it that was it that was it he wouldn't yes he would just be like hey honey, what that? are you doing come over here i need your help who says that is he not affectionate to you he's like your whole butt was just in his mouth like i don't understand no i think what she means is like he he's so consumed with himself and that i'm so great there's no way she would be even remotely interested in another guy because does it really get any better than this okay 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 i can see that i can see that so if she was like all on some other dude he'd just be like hey come here i need your help with this right because i'm not jealous i'm needy Mm. Mm. i still feel some type of way I don't think that'll ever fade. But it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. I still think that they are in a very toxic relationship. It was very relatable. I feel like it's a cycle with him. It, yeah. Like they woke they up the next morning, he goes outside. And she they're like, made him breakfast after that. She didn't make him breakfast. In my mind. <laughs> what did she, she did? Let's be funny. What did she make for breakfast? She made um <laughs> <laughs> She made eggs. She did not make bacon. I don't think they eat bacon. Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Something dry orange juice a newspaper was there avocado toast avocado toast the dry kind though like she didn't use garlic butter or like she's what is a mike's killer bread mm, the sprout one yes <laughs> oh my god like, and know. she threw it at him because they talk about that box, box macaroni and cheese so bad like then what did she make him for breakfast mm. she put a kind bar on the counter <laughs> Here you go. She made a protein shake. She made a protein shake. Oh, she made a shake. She made a shake. She made a shake. She made a shake. That's what they had for breakfast. (laughs) A shake. And she didn't eat any. Oh, my Mm. gosh. She had a cigarette and a muffin. (laughs) (laughs) And he went off to work. (laughs) He went to work. Oh, I definitely watched it a couple times. I don't think I could watch it again. It was triggering. It was good, though. It was good. I don't have any problems with it. What I thought was interesting, and this is what I want from your point of view. Ooh, look at me asking a question. Because you are, you have a journalist background. He has this whole thing about the people who are reviewing the movie, specifically this girl from the LA Times. Oh, I did like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. The LA Times, right? He goes from when they get home, like, um, you know, she wants to put my movie through a political or a black lens when it's Mm. just a commercial film. And, you know, she says, I'm the next John Singleton and Spike Lee. And I asked, like, well, why can't I be the next? I think I said, like, William Wiley or something like that. I don't know who, but obviously a non-black person. Yeah. And then, he's, and then like, she says something. And it's like, well, is he black? And then he's like, then she realized, like, oh, that's racist too, right? So mm-hmm. he has his first rant about how he's upset because she's going to frame the movie as to be, like, a black movie when he just wants it to be a movie. Right. And then her review comes out. And it's a good review. Very good. But it's not a good review written in the way that he wanted it to be. She didn't view it in the way that he wanted it to be viewed. Because she's talking about how, like, women of color and the healthcare system and how it fails them. And he's like, no, it's just this. It's just that. And then, like, and he gets so worked up that he literally exhausts himself and damn near, like, passes out. Right? Yeah. Like she said, you had a whole argument with yourself. Out there. Right? And then, he, and within that, right, he's talking about how, like, 
um, these journalists are so elitist, which is funny that during in his rant of talking about journalists being elitist, he's actually being elitist himself. But like that's mm, come on, something else, right? All together. Um, but she calls him on. He's like, you know, they're swinging around their college education. He's like, she's like, Malcolm, you have a college education, right? right? Like, shut up. But like, so he's going through all these emotions, mm-hmm. and so first he's upset about. Her interview skills or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Then he's upset about reviews that haven't even been written. Right. Then he's upset about getting a good review exactly. because it's not good in the way he wanted it to be good. So to me, he's obviously one of this person where nothing's ever good enough for him. No. But you, as a journalist, right? Mm-hmm. To see some like a character going off about somebody's journalistic skills. Do you think it's fair for, like, say, a director or author or whoever to be able to tell you how you're supposed to be viewing their film? Absolutely not. I did understand his point. Because once you start adding that type of language in your article, it's going to change the whole tone of it. And it doesn't make it universal. That was very valid. You throw some color in there. You throw some... um, textured hair whatever it is (laughs) you throw that in there and it's going to speak to a specific audience and change the lens on it as a journalist you're supposed to know that though you know what Mm -hmm. i mean unless you're trying to fit your piece into a specific part of whatever you're writing it for but as a artist any press is good press even though it might start you might be starting off at the bottom that's just what he said to her like you need to work your way up like it might not be the best thing that you heard in that particular moment but it was something somebody recognized you you were noticed so for that I felt some type of way he sounded like a crybaby and he had a whole tantrum and he told her not to have tantrums and be more like him so it made no sense to me and you can't bash a journalist like at the end of the day they noticed you like, they didn't say it was trash. They didn't say it was a low-budget film made by a nice little colored boy. They said, you know what I mean? Like, they still and gave it, him his props. And he made the point to say that the last movie of his she reviewed, she gave him a bad review. True. But still, that's better than nothing. Because if they're not talking about you at all, that's the problem. Like, that's what you don't want. Think about, like, celebrities. I mean, even if they're saying bad things about you, somebody's talking about you. Talking about you, someone's paying attention to you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, mm, I did think he had very valid points because in the past, especially in those types of films, in those types of spaces, just even outside of this this film, African-Americans, people of color, they're not recognized for their talents. That's just Mm -hmm. like a given. Like they've been fighting for that space for a very, very long time. So I'm glad that part was in the movie. Um, but he didn't want his film he viewed didn't want as that. an African American film. He didn't. He's like, this is a film about what did he say? Guilt. Yeah. And it's just a film. It's universe. Like, please, please. You have to pay homage to those people. And that kind of spoke to him not having his street credibility because you're talking like that. Well, like, in the midst of him trying to say, like, this is an African American film, this isn't a political film, she calls him out. She's like, but aren't you writing an Angela Davis biopic? Exactly. And isn't your like lead character out here talking about the mental health care system and how exactly. it impacts women of color? Right. Like, what are you like? This is hello. Like, I don't. We don't understand what you're upset about. Sometimes he acts like a privileged person. Well, and then the other thing um, he was upset about was like, oh, so it's a universal film, but now I'm using the the misogyny trope, right? Because the girls, we don't know what happened. We just know right. her her boobs were out, right? And Zendaya even was like, I mean, I felt it wasn't necessary, just like she did. And um, she's like, I mean, did her tits have to be out at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Like, did they have to be out? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you sexualized her mm-hmm. in that moment. And I have to think, like, if there was a dash of femininity in the in making this film, would that have happened? Right. I also think that's her alluding to the fact where maybe you should look to me a little bit more. But you and didn't think want of to. me, but you exactly. didn't want to. Exactly. Um, but also... What was interesting to me when she said that, and I kind of connected it back to where he made the point to say that somebody at the thing called her a model and oh, yeah. said she was sexy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, huh. I didn't even hear that. Like, it, she didn't even hear it. Well, no, he told her, like, oh, mm. you were the, oh, you're the sexiest. Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Oh, okay. He was like, you're the sexiest creature alive. He was like, Anthony even said so tonight. And she was like, huh. He was like, no, no, not in a bad way. 
But like you allowed this man to just what sexualize kind of me in that way, right? Like girl, what? Uh, who are you? Like at the end of the day, I'm your girl. Like at the who end of the day, that's enough to get your, dropped right, like, in the middle of that premiere. At the end of the day, I'm your girl, and you just want to let the next dude like oh, she a sexist thing up in here. Like I know that's why I'm with her, but no, not him. He but didn't not say him. That. He says, "Oh, he didn't mean it in that way. That's, he's from a different era. He's Malibu's muscle." Again, just because that's how somebody is doesn't make it right. Mm. And so he says that's the beginning of the movie. And then we're in the scene where she's saying, like, you sexualized her for no reason. And he doesn't get it. He doesn't. And I feel like her experience that night just further proves how he doesn't get it. Like, you view me as an object, as something to do something with, whether it be make a movie, whether it be sexualized. Right. Like, that's that's what I got from it. Mm -hmm. Because she had, like, again, she's like, I'm just material to you. I'm just... You're not humanizing her. Yeah. I think looking at that relationship... Or I shouldn't say he's not humanizing her because he did it in the movie. You're not within this relationship. Right, right. And it made me feel like looking in that relationship in in the film, it showed me that even though he's trying to pull that big me little you crap, she was like so above him mentally. I didn't okay. even understand why so she was me, in that relationship. So listen, and they... Oh, there's obviously a huge... There's a a significant age difference. It has to be. Right. Because she's 25 now. He met her when she was 20. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's... He has to be older than her. Mm -hmm. The music. The music. The music music that they were playing. He has to be older than her. But with that, mentally, she is leaps and bounds above you in every argument that you guys Every are having. Every single one. He had to go back and collect himself. Hence, why she made a child's meal mm-hmm. for a child mm-hmm. who ate it like a child. But does she find some type of security in that relationship? She because does. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if she felt like she owed him something because if yeah. he helped her clean mm-hmm. all this other stuff that he was going in on her about like, and you're supposed to be at a meeting and you were right, right, doing whatever your thing was. Um, which I also thought was hella funny. Like, <laughs> who throws their pat? Like, mm, but like, trash. you're throwing my pass in my face and your pass in my face. And I thought what was so funny was I think she had like the reaction that most women would have when a guy would want to illustrate his sexual ex past sexual exploits to us. Like, ugh, like you're gross, you're a cornball, right? Um, what did she call him? She was like, you're an eat where you shit ass nigga. Like, she called him a barnyard animal. <laughs> like, and then, oh my goodness. And then, she, and then I think she said something like, because if I was to do that, I, she said, I wouldn't do anything like that because I know it would hurt mm-hmm. me more than it hurt you. And I thought the point of her saying that was like, you said all these things trying to hurt me. But yet you're crying while you're saying it. He was, and I did, I do want to, I did want to make that point. I did like the fact that he was a young black man, not afraid to cry, and be in that relationship. Time out. He, he wasn't. He I'm taking that. No. He cried. You ain't never seen a toxic ass nigga cry to keep you? No. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. It would definitely happen. You like- think it was a toxic cry? I feel like dudes be bringing out them tears anytime they feel like they losing. You didn't think he really like felt that in the moment? Like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm crying because I'm such a terrible ter- person, but I'm still saying these terrible things. Like, no. Yeah, because that was only the bathtub scene. Like, he went in a little bit more after that. Oh my God, it was a toxic crime. <laughs> like, what? Well, I think that people should express themselves, but not when it's toxic. That was a toxic cry. I'm so sad. That's just how I was I proud of him it. for a second. He's crying like he just said all this bad stuff, and, and he now, says more. Bad and then stuff he's after. like, "Cause you just can't believe somebody loves you." I mean, but he's just damaged goods. So. But you're my, he's manipulative as fuck. He is, but he's damaged goods. But here's what I'm gonna say: at the very end, she has this. Gr- she it was she, delicious. This I don't mm. want to call it a monologue, but like she has this. She says a lot. It was delicious. She can run examples of all the things he could have thanked her for mm-hmm. if you didn't want to say thank you for letting your life inspire me to make this movie. Like, if you didn't want to say those things, she had a whole laundry list of other things right. he could have thanked her for. How about Coffee. kicking out my suit tonight? Hello. The smallest thing. The smallest things. But here's the way, and this is what I'm going to end with, okay? 
Because I felt it in myself. Mm-hmm. When she says what happened in the bathroom, all those things that she was saying, like, she knows the best and worst of who he is in that relationship. And there's no more mystery because he just right took it too far. When she said that, I had to think back to a time where I had to learn who the worst of somebody was in a relationship. And to me, when she said that, what it meant was, you can never hurt me in that way again. Because I know who you are. I know the worst of who you are and who you can be. So you no longer have that power to hurt me in that way again. You're still a sucker from Sunnyvale. (laughs) I just decided it was Sunnyvale. You're Sunnyvale? I decided he was a sucker from Sunnyvale, so. I mean... <laughs> You're in the tech industry. So, so yeah, like when she said that, I was like, I feel like I know what she means. Like, yeah, once you have learned the worst of what somebody can do to you and be to you and I say agree. to you, yeah, anything that kind of comes after that, it, it's not gonna hit the same. It's not because I because I, I already what I'm know. dealing with. I know what I'm dealing right. with. I think she gonna leave him. Personally. It's not real, Angelisa. There's not a part two. How do we know? Is I don't want a part two. I guess you can't have a part two. It's like raising and sun. Like I don't need to, to watch a whole is. movie about arguing all over again. I think she leaves him though. Like after that night, like that. I think like she. A I by. think she, I think she gets a hard grind and starts and auditioning. Then he come back and be like, I think it? she auditions for a movie that ain't his. Mm-hmm. Gets the role. Come on. Wins something. Mm-hmm. I don't a couple. Know. Academies awards or something. Get some modeling contract since obviously that's all they thought she could be at right. the party. She get in her bag. And then he gonna be sitting there mad. And she gonna leave him. And then he gonna write a movie about how, you know, he gonna be like Ike Turner. Like, oh my he's gonna not write a Ike. Ho- not like with the beaten part. Uncle Ike. But you know how like remember in the movie when Ike was going off and he was like, So I made all these people famous and you just gonna what you just gonna leave me like they did? Oh. <laughs> I thought she was about to say, I'm in here. No, hell <laughs> <Jesus>. no. <laughs> no, but he gonna probably make a movie about how, like, you know, this guy met this girl, made her famous, and she just left him out to dry. Mm. You know, he gonna make a movie for all the men who feel like they've been done wrong by a woman. I That ain't gonna make nothing in the box office. What I will say is the movie was good. The film was good. They both were toxic. Both of them... Both of them. They both. No, I wouldn't engage in any of that ever again. No, that was like, oh my god, they got there at one and the sun was coming up. That was a six-hour fight. Are you? I would have been sleep in the middle of it. We don't. I'm assuming they woke up at six, but all Zendaya had was a cookie. Did you peep that? All she She ate was a cookie. She was. She had to eat. Well, he ate the whole box. He ate the whole box. He didn't even save her. He didn't even save her. Bruh. I, I can't. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and act like I ain't smashed a whole box before. But you didn't even offer me none. You you want some? And like, went and got seconds and tried to lie about it. No, I didn't. Like, who does that? You fucking child. I can't. I said she made a child's meal for a child. Mm. Well, I want to know what you guys think. Please. Please let us know what you thought of the film. How do you let us know? I don't know. They're going to have to like, comment, subscribe, right below, DM. I don't know. They're going to have to know something. Something. I don't know. Is that it? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.